Hello and welcome to the Gallant View, the Rangers podcast. It's by Rangers fans and it's for Rangers fans. And we've spent an enormous amount assembling this cast tonight. So I hope you're uh, all subscribing, get your comments in the and, and questions below. We'd really uh, like to hear you. We'd like a bit of a uh, communication. So we'll be looking over the, the game uh, today, our, our wee trip to Easter Road, third this season. Uh, we'll then be having just the jet the chat about transfers, ins and outs. Uh, just looking at the, we'll just have touch on the women's game today, which uh, didn't go to plan, and uh, just have you look forward to the Hearts game on Wednesday. So, without further ado, we're over to uh, our co- German correspondent, Mr. David Tomlinson, who is looking rather suntanned. I think he's been out this weekend. David, how are we? Yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah, I've been away uh, on a boat uh, the, the whole weekend, so plenty of sun. Uh, it's obviously a big holiday. Uh, Ascension Day was Thursday. It was a big holiday in Holland and Germany. There into all these Christian days, uh, all the shops and shut are shutting these, these Christian holidays. So, no, enjoyed the sun. Unfortunately, today I had to watch the game on my telephone, so it wasn't, wasn't great. Uh, but uh, I got to see the game. I got to see the score. So that's uh, that was me today. Smashing, David. Well done. <clears throat> At least you got it. Andrew, what to your cell? How's things over there? <clears throat> yeah, good, mate. I was just worried about you were saying about the budget spent on tonight's cash. There must be the free transfer among us. Uh, but uh, I good. Caught the game today and well chuffed. I can assure you, Andrew, you're not the only Bosman on on this list. <laughs> We're now going uh, straight up to Orkney to see Bill. And Bill, I mean, from uh, are we down south to way up north? How are things? Aye, pretty good, Davy. Uh, good result today. Thought the team played well. Nice sunny weekend, so enjoying life. Smashing. Listen, so today's game, Easter Road, our third time this season, where it went back to that place. I would have to say it was. Uh, it looked a wee bit. It wasn't bursting at the seams. I think the crowd was given as 18,000, but I think there must have been a couple of double counts in there because it, the Hibs fans didn't pack the place out. But anyway, I'm just going to run off the team just before it get, gets kicked off. So we had McCrory in goals. We had uh, Tavernier, Suter, King and Ridvan as our back four. Jack, Lundstrom and Raskin. Hadji and Cantwell with Sakala. The BBC had this as a, as a 4-3 uh, one two, but I think it was more four three two one, which is Beal's nominal, you know, fun uh, setup. But that's what I've got it down as. So, David, how did we? Uh, how did when on the boat were you watching on your phone? I thought we uh, started very well. You know, we had a couple of chances. I think we had our first chance in about two or three minutes, and yeah, uh, it came off the post. So we had. Uh, I thought we, we looked quite bright. It was a, a really good start by Rangers. Yeah, we started well, really well. Uh, as you say, we had a chance right in the first couple of minutes. And after a, a while, Hibs came into it a wee bit. But I think we were, we were really strong for really the whole the whole game today. Hibs, Hibs had a few minutes in it. But uh, I mean, even I think at one point it was, it was well into the 70s, 72 to their 28, I think it was, possession. Not always possession doesn't always count because if you look last week, the they had uh, 
more possession than us, but it was all between their centre-halves uh, passing to each other. So possession doesn't say everything. But we had uh, no, really strong today. I thought the defence looked good. Um, young boy coming in, absolutely brilliant. Uh, oh, just uh, a really good day and uh, a good score. And as I, as I called the, the pod, life after Morelos. So I think that's, I, I did really doubt whether he'll be playing again. I, I doubted last week he would be, if he would ever play again. But, and, and I actually had heard, somebody had said they'd seen him at the airport, but uh, obviously that isn't true because he, he was told, we were told today that he's injured. But, um, oh, great. And uh, I hope it keeps up into next season with some new phases. Yeah, Andrew, coming to yourself, we had a uh, makeshift defence. Suter and King as centre-backs, uh, I thought overall the defence played very well. I was quite impressed with Leon King and John Suter for that matter. But uh, I, I think Leon King is uh, is a good player, is a, is a Rangers player, because I know after his wee uh, outing in the Champions League, he hasn't featured much, but it was good to see him back in there. I think he had a, a couple of wobbly moments, you know, when he had to get caught in possession. I think overall, you know, having not been in the first team for for some time, I was a, uh, I thought Leon Leon King did quite well. What was your own view? I think the whole team did great. I think you're you're spot on with the, the, the talking about how solid the defence was, which is good because we've been quite shaky with the defence as a whole this season. Uh, we've certainly conceded a lot more goals than we really want to at a club at our our standard. Um, I've I've said from day one. I think John Suter is you know, going to be a brilliant sign, especially on the the minimum fee. I think we only had to pay a kind of compensation youth fee to Hearts for him, and I think uh, we're seeing that the Leon King that was was advertised. Um, I know he he was thrown out at the deep end against the likes of Liverpool in the Champions League. He took a sore one against Marina, um the Smizer. I think it was early early in the season. I think some sort of neck or concussion, a small thing. I think a, th- a bad thump in the back of the head, but. Yeah, he came back. I thought he looked just as good as he was. Um, I think he's a real talent, and I think we just need to try and tie him down for the future and hope that he doesn't doesn't get a nice offer that turns his head. Yeah, yeah. I thought Bill coming on to you. There's a uh, our defence today. They didn't have a shot and goal until you know. I think we were well into the second half. We were, and as, as Andrew's just said, John Suter. I mean, he does not look out of place there. I'm quite impressed, he, and, he, and he seems quite composed, you know, and he's quite happy to, you know, when, when there's nothing available, just carry the ball forward, which I like, which obviously Connor will do from time to time, but but John Suter looks like he's every bit as good as, as taking this ball at defence and pinging the longer balls, because he, he delivered quite a few, so I think maybe, uh, obviously we had the news today where Connor Goldson is now going to be out for a couple of months, at least a couple of months, so... I mean, which is going to take us into you know the rest of the season, pre-season. So it'll be a wee while before we can uh, get John Suter, uh, get Goldson back in there. But John Suter looks certainly looks a, a capable, you know, replacement. Yeah, more than capable. He was very solid today, and as you say, he's got that range of passing. You know, he can step out of defence and ping a fifty-yard pass pretty much on the money, which is really, really good. And it's good to have someone else in the team and not just Goldson that can do that. So I, I was really pleased with the defence today. And again, we, you know, as you said, Leon King thought he had a really good game. Um, flapped a couple of times, but looked solid overall. The two of them looked good, and they looked assured 
as a, a sort of centre back pairing, and we looked very comfortable. I thought we didn't. You know, Hibs had a few chances they were through on goal a couple of times and whatnot, but overall, I, I didn't think we were too troubled by them, and I thought our, our back four stood up really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, what one other aspect of the team, which uh, David, I'm going to come on to yourself, the our midfield, because. I thought our midfield were excellent last week, but I think they they showed again today that their ability to kind of dominate the ball, control the ball. You know, we'd obviously Jack Lundstrom and Raskin with Hadji and Cantwell all buzzing about, maybe less Hadji. But I thought we pretty much controlled the midfield, which ultimately led Rangers to control the game in the first half, I mean, well into the second half, because, uh, I mean, the possession figures at the, at the final... Uh, the final count was 32 uh, Hibs, 62 Rangers, uh, 68 Rangers, sorry. So I, I think this all stems from midfield. I think the, the defence were looking good. The midfield were were in control most of the time. And I think it was possibly just a wee bit lightweight up front is kind of my overall assessment of today's game. But uh, certainly Jack and, and Lundstrom just looked like they could have had their slippers on today. <laughs> yeah. I, I, why? Why is Lundstrom not been playing all this all the time? That, that's that's the only thing I'm going to say. But uh, he certainly came on the last two games against them last week. He was he was good, and today he was good. As you say, we're getting the, in there in about their faces now. Uh, instead of instead of watching teams sort of a dancing about us, we're actually getting into them now. And I think it's all coming from Todd Cantwell. I really do. I, I really think he's the one that's motivating everybody. If you, if you see the way he, he plays, it's, it's absolutely he's a wee dynamo. And uh, that, I think that's where it, I think I think he's gave everybody a kick up the backside and say, "Look, this is the way we want to play." And definitely, the midfield is. Uh, I, I didn't think um, that uh, that uh, what you call him was injured. I, of course, he's yeah, I, 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 I didn't think he played that bad. I thought he played quite good. I didn't see that it was any any worse than than some of the players that we've been playing. Um, but uh, no, uh, midfield is doing great. As I say, against them, three 0 today, three one, and it really should have been three 0 The goal was virtually one of the teenagers that come on get ball uh, losing his player. So we can't really blame that. It's a teenager that happens. Yeah, I think there were kind of mixed opinions on on Haji today. I mean, I I think it's going to take a wee while, you know, a couple of months for Haji to get uh, you know some first team football. I mean, the season, the end of season is probably coming at the wrong time for him. But Andrew, coming on to you in terms of Yanis Haji, I think Yanis Haji is an excellent player. My my personal opinion, he is an excellent player. I mean, he's not blessed with great pace, but his touch. His football brain is uh, better than most. Uh, you can see that. But today, I thought he kind of was choosing the wrong pass. There was a couple of occasions when he when he, he got caught, and I, I think the longer the game went on, the more comfortable he, he became. So I, I think that that's probably inevitable with the length of time that he was on the sideline. So I mean, what's your overall view of Haji, and does does he have a, a future at Rangers? Is he someone we should be looking to cash in on? I think he certainly has a future at Rangers. I, I've, I've been one of his biggest supporters since he, he came to the club. Um, 
think he's really got that talent. Um, if he's anywhere as good as his dad was, then we've really got a, a, a star. Um, I think we've seen how good he has been. Obviously, that's a real tough injury. A real, it was a really poor injury. You know, it's just uh, so unfortunate. I was I believe it was one of the, the lower league teams. Uh, Ibrox, he, he, he's really hurt himself there. Um, it, to me, for the, the last time he's been on the park, he's been reminding mm-hmm. me of players that want that first goal when they sign for the club. They may be trying a wee bit too hard, um, just to just to get them off the mark. But I think, uh, especially when he, after he scored his goal um, today, you seen he's the best of him. He was had that confidence in his stride. Um, he's, he's the weight of the. I was saying um, before the goal, it was before half time. I think I said. You can see that the IQ is still there. He, he knows he knows what he should be doing, but um, sometimes the weight of the pass was maybe wrong, or he picked the wrong option once or twice. But I think certainly grow he grew into the game, scored the goal, and he, he, the confidence just grew from there. Um, I'm I'm really happy for him. I, I think we've seen how much he, it meant to him to score that goal today, and it's uh, I think I think he definitely has a future at the club, but. It's, it's Michael's it's Michael's opinion that matters the most in that. Um but to me if it was if I was the one in charge, I'd certainly be keeping him around next season to fight for a place. So much. Bill, coming on to you, I mean I know I, I personally like Hadji, I do. I, I think he's a smashing player, he's got a football brain. I mean, I see in the comments uh, to that there just now that some people are asking, you know, maybe we need to play him in his best position. In your own opinion, what 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 is Hadji's best position? Where should we be playing him? Is he you know, the classic number 10, or is he going to be out wide? I know Gerard had a wee go at him, you know, playing out wide, which which I don't think is the best of him. So, I mean, in your own view, what's Hadji's best role for, for Rangers? Mm, I'm a huge fan of Giannis Hadji. I fell in love with him the night uh, that we came back for 2-0 down against Braga. He was just absolutely magnificent that night, and I, I've loved him ever since. He's a fantastic player. Real footballing brain. You could see he was a wee bit off it today, which isn't surprising at all given how long he's been. I was delighted for him that he got his goal. Uh, in terms of where he plays best, I don't think wide right suits him. I don't think he's got the pace, you know. And since he's come back from his injury, to my eye, he actually looks a bit faster than what I remember him. But I don't know if I've exaggerated how much he lacked the pace before he was injured, and maybe that's all that happened. Uh, no, I, I think, you know, Hadji's best position is sort of playing that number 10, playing between midfield and the striker. Um, but generally, you know, I, I think he could be one of these players that just sort of roams about and picks up good positions and plays clever, intriguing passes, opens up the space for us. I think he's got a real footballing brain, you know, and we, we shouldn't be afraid, or Michael Beale shouldn't be afraid necessarily to give him almost like a free roll, you know, to, to kind of roam a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think because I, my own view is that you know, with the likes of with the arrival of Raskin and Todd Cantwell, I think Yanis Hadji will dovetail beautifully with these boys. You know, clearly in terms of you yeah. know the, the speed of thought, the, the speed with which they can move the ball, you know, the accuracy which we, they can move the ball. I think the the uh, they can complement one another. You know, Todd Cantwell is more of a kind of workhorse. Yanji's kind of more of the thoroughbred type. I know. My analogies are probably sh- pure shite, but uh, <laughs> that's the way I, I see Yanis uh, Hadji being, a- being p- capable of, of a fantastic contribution to this Rangers team because yeah. playing football, you know, at pace, 
know, the, the lovely wee diamonds is uh, where I hope Michael Beale is going to take this team. And I kind of the, what I've seen so far, I think we're heading in that direction more than the kind of blood and thunder. David, coming back to yourself, we uh, on to probably the highlight of the day uh, when Todd Cantwell gets gets fouled, although they complain about it. That's but what do they not complain about when uh, Todd gets brought down outside the box? A free kick to Rangers. To be honest, when you know from the camera being behind Tavernier. I I was surprised that he had a, a go a goal from from where that that ball was placed and but hey presto so what was your take on the goal we I was uh, I was absolutely stunned when he had the shot at goal and, and actually scored from it I mean we constantly underrate James Tavernier because that goal was a thing of beauty yeah I, I don't think it was as nice as as a uh, what was it down in the war leagues about 400 games today was his 400th game oh. and, uh, and he, he scored one the exact same I don't know exactly when it was but in the war leagues when we were down the war leagues he scored one that, that was similar to it from the same position roughly but he put it in the far corner of that game if I remember correctly that was against Hibs as well at Ibrox against was it Ibrox oh, I thought it was at Easter Road as well mm. okay um but um, no, it's the exact same sort of a position and goal. I'll be honest with you, I think I think the keeper should have it. I, I, I think uh, any any good keeper and Marshall's been a good keeper, but I think keeper should have that. I don't think that should have should have been in. But I won't take it away from Tav. Keeper was obviously surprised by it. I think, and Tav can only put it there. And it's up to the keeper to do what he wants to do with it. And this, this wasn't, I don't think, what he wanted to do with it. Andrew, I mean, my take, uh, David Marshall's an international goalkeeper, you know, so, and, and you, you could make the case, you know, that he, he could have been maybe closer to that side. But I've got, I think it's all Tavernier here. I'm sorry, but because he's put that so close to the post, you know, that Marshall's got the wee doubt in his mind that if he goes at this full tonto, and he's going to clatter that post. So, I mean, the, the delivery was perfect for me. Yeah, James, uh, he's, he's, we know how, he, how good he is at scoring penalties, um, as they like to say. All he does is score the penalties. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, um, well, as I said, I've seen, we've seen him especially against Hibs, but David T talking about um, that goal there. He scored the first one, um, uh, I think, were... There was a couple against Hibs that were, were, were trying to remember. There was the one in the Petrovac Cup or the Challenge Cup, um, that, that championship year under Warburton. That was his first game. And then in that season, which is the one I think uh, I was referring to, was in the championship season later on. Um, it was a 1-0 game um, where he looked to keep a far corner. Um, he is. He just has that way with the ball. He just has the dip. He's got the curl. He can thump the ball as well. Um, we've seen... He needs to cover a lot of yards with the ball sometimes. With the, if we look back at the Dundee United goal during the 55 season, that was some, some yardage. Um, he just is a wizard with a dead ball. Um, and uh, I don't think there's anyone more deserving. He just has, he's a, he's, he's right, rightfully so, in my opinion, was our, our gallant few uh, men's player of the year um, last uh, last Thursday, or Thursday there, sorry. And he looks like he's been awarded Rangers uh, in house um, player of the year as well. from what I've seen on social media earlier on. Yeah. Well, we uh, so we take the lead, 32 minutes, we're off, and, and looking quite comfortable. Hibs did have the chance where uh, Nisbet pings the ball to the back post. 
the guy's stretching to get it and, and knocks it wide. So they, they did have a wee uh, chance. But at the, by the end of the first half, we're, I thought we were quite comfortable, you know, because they'd they had that one which passed the post, but not no shots on target for Hibs. We're in control. We're making chances, and and I think that you know by the the end of the first half, I'm I'm, I'm we're sitting quite comfortable, you know. So I would say though that I was a wee bit, I was expecting a wee bit more from Hibs because Hibs, you know, still have a chance of European football, and I I thought they would have been a wee bit more adventurous. So and I and I was thinking I'm not quite sure whether Rangers are playing that well, or Hibs are just no very good, because we were well in control. I mean, what was your take on the, the Hibs view and their approach to this game? I thought they were they they were timid. I think it would be the kindest way I could put it. I think a lot of it comes down to us controlling the midfield. Um, you know, I, I think Ryan Jack being in there today. He he pulled all the strings, controlled it, but barely looked as if he'd broken a sweat. He was just so efficient. And I think, you know, Rangers need to get a lot of credit. Hibs, I know they did sort of switch up later on in the second half and they looked at one point as if they'd four up front, maybe. Um, so maybe, you know, what once they were doing a couple of goals, it's that thing of, right, just throw the kitchen sink at it and try and get a goal. But yeah, I, I sort of, I expected them to come out. You know, we've seen it at Easter Road before where they come out all guns blazing. Um, and they didn't do that today. You know, they were they were maybe a bit timid, but again, I think a lot of that is credit to Rangers, you know, the way that they controlled the midfield. And that's what I'd like to see us doing more going forward. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Rangers just dominating the midfield, which kind of kept them out of the game. We were up, they kept them at arm's length. David, I mean, uh, we had fashion up front and what was your take on fashion's contribution in the first half because i know he certainly frustrates the life out of me because i think you know defensively we were looking quite good midfield we were dominant if anything but up front i don't think we can create the chances which you know 68 the possession that we had in the first half you know was probably greater than the 68 that we finished up with so should we be scoring more goals than, than that you know relying on james tavernier Depending on a worldly from from outside the box. Yeah, well, I, I like a centre half that that a centre half, centre forward. Sorry, that um, that, that tries to get in front of players. And yeah, Sakala, he's not he's not a real striker. I don't think he's a real striker. He, he done well. He, he, he jumped inside a, a couple of players and got a shot away. Uh, done a few good things. Um, but he's just not. I mean, he's not the. He's not a centre forward that I would love to be thinking. Oh, we're going to go on with him for the next season. I think. I think he'll be good to keep. I, I do. I do that. I think he'll be a good player to bring on. But he, he shouldn't be uh, up in the top team. I don't think he's. Uh, he's uh, too. Um, one minute, one minute he does. He needs to learn where, where his own feet are. I think first of all before he before he learns anything else, because he doesn't seem to know where his own feet feet is. And I think the 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 player that I can remember there was a bit of that as well was Ted McMinn. He was a, he was a bit of the same. He, could, he didn't know where his own feet were either. So nah, this uh, I think he's he'll be a good reserve player, but I don't see him fighting for the first team jersey. To be honest with you. I think yeah. uh, he'll be down the pecking order. Yeah, so on to the second half, Andrew. We had uh, 
I think it was pretty much more of the same. We just, uh, it was Rangers were rolling over them. Uh, and 55 minutes, you know, one of my favourite numbers. Yanis uh, eventually pops up with a bit of, I mean, I think we had, we had a, a solid claim for a penalty just before uh, he actually bloated it into the net because the, the boy's hand was in the air. So, but it was good to see Yanis Hadji get that goal. And clearly you could see from the way he celebrated, it, it meant a lot to him. Yeah, first I was I was sitting up here during the halftime break and I heard Roy Keane talking in the telly downstairs and I went to my telly just flipped over the channel because the last time I don't think uh, Roy Keane would be on many Rangers games. Um, I think we don't know why. Um, went back downstairs second half started. I thought, yep, we looked again the dominant team in the match. Um, we had a lot of the ball and for once we weren't doing nothing with it. We were actually trying to force um, chances, looking uh, threatening. Um, Yanis gets his goal. It's it's uh it's that's the Yanis Hadji I want to see that we have sometimes we can accuse some of the midfielders or some of the just the, the people on the ball with holding it too long or picking the easy pass. Yanis is is different. He sometimes he he open he's open his body up, get the ball at his feet, and have a strike at goal. We've seen him hit the ball from well. He's got a good strike on him. Um, he knows how to catch the ball cleanly. I think definitely that was, if it wasn't then that would have been. Varable because I don't think the referee was looking to give it as a penalty, but I think we definitely had a shout if it went to VAR because his arm is is an extension of his body, as the rules will tell you. But um, composed strikes the ball in on the his own rebound, and yep, we they loved that one. I think we, I think we know that Yanis loves the Rangers support because I mean we've he's he's, he's been here long enough. He's, it's not this isn't his first season. Um, I know he he says Ibrox baby, it's just different, but. Uh, that Ibrox atmosphere travels everywhere around the country as long as that the they're living on the park or we're on the Rangers Crest. Yeah. Mm. And Bill, you know, so we, we, we go to and all up. I'm thinking we're sitting comfortable here, it's pretty. I'm waiting in some sort of response from Hibs, but to be honest, nothing came. And it, we continued in that vein. And I, I really thought, you know, they were eventually going to have a go at us. I know and Colin will be uh, distraught to hear that, you know, Nisbet, how he wasn't booked earlier is, is quite beyond me with the fouls that he just kept committing. And you know, I think 17 fouls and they'd, they'd won booking or something, you know. So uh, I thought Hibs were, were looking lightweight. And I don't know whether they've got a lot of injuries or Hibs, but I, certainly the team that they had out today, I thought we were well on top and it was kind of a matter of time before we scored the third. But I, or, or we can say, between you know the Rangers middle five, I would say you know between Lundstrom, Jack, and Raskin, uh, Cantwell, I thought I thought they and Hadji that we were absolutely overrunning them. It was uh, it was good. It was it made some some nice football. I'd say we were creating a couple of half chances, but it was uh, it's, it's as good a probably an easy victory at Easter Road as we've had in some time because normally you expect Hibs to uh, they rally at some point, you know, and, but nothing at all. It was, uh, as we said, it was all a bit insipid. I they could not have us in midfield today. They really could not. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really good to see us doing that and taking the game by the scruff of the neck because if you look at some of the games earlier in the season, especially against that lot at, at their mid and where we get to what we were running midfield, you know. Um, and as Davey said earlier on, Wyke and Lundstrom you know, have been playing like that. Uh, so it was really, really good to see. Um, but 
Yeah, and what you're saying, you know, we were creating chances um, first half and second half. The problem was not being clinical enough. You know, that's been a problem for us. And you don't expect Fashion Sakala to be clinical, so I, I'm not sure what I would have been looking for. But I think Fashion actually led the line well enough. He was um, getting into the right spaces. He was taking the ball in, holding it up and all of that. But he just he lacks that ruthlessness. He lacks that cutting edge. Hibs today... You know, did have a few half chances, but completely lacked that cutting edge as well. They were nothing like clinical in front of goal, so probably just as well for us. But um, yeah, I just I think you know they looked as tepid as I've seen them in a long time. I they, they didn't offer much at all. And again, as I said earlier, a lot of that is credit to Rangers and credit to the way that our midfield controlled the game. Yeah, I. I... You're right. I mean, I I thought I was expecting something more. I thought they would kind of rally. They would roll their sleeves up. You know, you were going to. There would be some sort of surge, but we, we get nothing at all from them. And this is a team, you know, who still have European football. You know, within their grasp. Yeah, they if, they if still had stuff to play for. And that's it. Yeah, but I was I thought that, and I thought, well, how long would that would they survive in a, in a European competition with the, with the team that they have at the moment? Certainly, if, if that's the the strength of it. it it certainly wouldn't be long. I think maybe it's it's better for us all that Hibs don't qualify for Europe. I'm, I'm thinking of the coefficient here. <laughs> well, there's a, a bit of a spoiler coming here, but I think the other teams won't do won't do well in Europe next season, regardless of which of them gets into yeah. Europe. Yeah, Hobson's choice. David, we uh, we lost Raskin in 53 minutes. He was replaced by Scott Arfield after the above, above mentioned uh, Nisbet clatters into him. And, and, and has the audacity to, to complain that, you know, Raskin is somehow, you know, feigning, feigning all of this, which then leads to him being removed by, was it, you know, the, the clash of knees and, and Raskin, who initially thought we, we might get away with it, goes off. Uh, I mean, there's another injury to, added to our list. I'm just hoping that uh, Raskin was, and why he wasn't booked for that, and he did later on get booked, but I thought this, but I mean... Yeah, the one we, you know, move in the first half where he knocked the ball across, which the guy stretched to get to and couldn't get to. But other than that, I mean, just to uh, let Colin know, is, is is there a Rangers player in in, in this bit or not? I mean, because for me, it's an absolute no. It's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because once you're, play, once you're playing the best of players... Sorry? Just no. <laughs> No, yeah, well, I, I, I can't say no, but I, I want to sort of a. You don't know how a player will react when he comes up to to the to, to a, gets better players around him, and that's 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 the thing. If if you put Nesbitt in Barcelona team, he might score thousands. You don't know, and and, and you you won't know until unfortunately until you try. I mean, I, I remember pe- people were saying John Souter was hopeless uh, about five weeks ago. And now all of a sudden you see you slowly coming in. Oh, he was the best player today, man, man of the match. He's going to be great for the for the future. Five days ago, people were saying he's, he'll never be a Rangers player. He'll never get a game for us. He's injury prone. And now you look at the positive results. So that that's the way you know. You, you just never know. You, you, if you buy a player, sometimes you think it can be going to be really great, and it turns out hopeless. And sometimes you you think no that's not going to be anything and it turns out great so 
it's, it's always difficult until you see them actually in the position and and playing with players that are are better than what he's got. I mean, if he he would can't well put it this way, I would have rather had him in, his, in, in the striker's role today as Sakala because I think he would have scored more than Sakala did. Well, they obviously didn't score today, but uh, I, I think it would have been a Rangers team today. He would have uh, would, uh, Nesbitt would have scored a couple. That's just uh, yeah. you never know until it's done. Yeah, I was kind of keeping an eye on this, but with a view, you know, with the you know Collins campaign that there's a Rangers player in there, so I was kind of paying a wee bit more attention to him. And you're right, I mean, he's not a bad player, and and we could do with better quality up front. But I would have thought that we could improve on the quality of of, of this. But uh, Andrew, coming to yourself, I mean, what do you think? Would he fit? You know, Rangers, because I think that he is not a bad player, but I just I would think. A, a wee bit more quality. The other thing uh, to mention is that 74 minutes, we have Yanis Hadji coming off and Alex Lowry, the long-awaited Alex Lowry, comes on in 74 minutes. So, really, what, what's your take on, on Nisbet? Is, would he have added to our uh, forward line? And how did Alex Lowry do when he came on? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Colin. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kevin Nisbet. Um, I, I'm one of the advocates for the. Let's have a look at what the other teams in the league have because you know we've seen we've seen it before. We've, we've picked one or two players. I think one of our shining examples today was John Suter, as we were saying. Um, it's for me. It's the toughest debate is Nisbet or Shankland. Um, and for me, the only reason I give it to Nisbet is because I think he's a year or two younger than Shankland. Um, another thing to look at is I think Nisbet's contract's up at the end of next season. Um, which you know, Hibs will be looking to extend or sell. Um, and if you know, if we get the elbows out and try and get in there early, then we could see what we could do. Um, um, yeah, I, th- I think it would be one of those where, we, if the price is right, I'd go for him. Especially if you're going to be getting rid of a Morelos, potentially a Roof. And if we're looking, to, if we're in our future isn't with Fashion Sakal up front, then I think you're going to need to try and fill the gap. And I think he wouldn't be too bad of an option to to have in there. As a as a striking option, um, Lowry, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see him getting back in. I think Michael's said it's kind of been a long overdue. I think he's he's been out with injury for a while. He's kind of been niggling since uh, the 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 horror challenge for the the B team. Uh, that it's, it's embarrassing that grown adults want to scissor challenge nineteen or twenty year olds. It's a uh, it was a rather poor show from them. But um, yeah, I'm happy to see him back in. I know he's had some mm-hmm. trouble with. Uh, some a, a loss in his his family and his personal life, so I'm happy that we're we seem to have been taking a, a cautious approach with him just to make sure that he's right off the pitch just as much as he is on the pitch. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm happy with with he. I think he he'll develop um just right with Rangers. I think Michael is a good manager to be developing under. Um, I know I'm sure we'll touch on the other youngsters coming on. Um, I dropped I dropped my pal Aaron Leo a message today after the game. Uh, my old school buddy. Um. And I was saying that to him as well under under uh, under Michael. I think he'll be fine in terms of development. Um, because uh, I think we've got we're on a good one when it comes to with Michael in terms of uh, not being afraid to give the youngsters a shout. Well, absolutely. I mean, Bill, coming on to you, the the in terms of youth development, player development, we could probably be in no better hands than Michael Beale. This is what Michael Beale was until very recently, you know, because this this was his forty. So I mean, in terms of the 
the players that we uh, saw at the end. You know, Lowry coming on in 74, and then we had a flurry of them in 88 minutes. McCausland, Lyle, and, and, and Ewer, who we have uh, saw before, who's, who's come, been on at Ibrox. But uh, I think it was just a wee vote of confidence, obviously, and a wee nod that, you know, change is on its way. So there's, there's an old guard who are moving out, and uh, so these boys arrive in 88 minutes. So, I mean, from us scoring the goal, and you may want to just touch on us, the third goal, which ta- Cantwell eventually just rattles home. I think possibly Marshall could have done a wee bit better at that goal too, but I won't dwell on that. But in terms of so the last 10 minutes, obviously Michael Beale's ringing the changes, but we get the third goal, game's done, the boys roll out, and uh, we pretty much saw out. We eventually conceded one, which they'll not be happy with. We losing the goal on their watch. But I thought the whole thing kind of fizzled out. I mean, have you ever seen a, a, a such an underwhelming goal at Easter Road, a Hibs goal at Easter Road, so when it was just going through the motions? We uh, we saw the game out quite comfortably, but were you glad to see the, the young team got on? Yeah, I think it's good. I'm excited about Alex Lowry. I think he really looks like he'll be a player. And... You know, I think with some of the guys he's got round about him now, he'll be learning loads for them. And I'm sure I did see a piece with him recently talking about it. It may have been on Rangers TV where he was talking about, you know, learning for the guys, but also about the fact that he's conscious that some of the guys in his position, like like Sir Todd Cantwell, he's going to have to try and work hard to dislodge them. So I don't think he's, um, you know, I, th- I think his feet are firmly on the ground and, he knows exactly what he's got to try and do and he seems as if he's up for the challenge because I, I think there could be a really special player in there and you know it's you don't see a lot of great young Scottish players coming through especially now in Scotland if you know uh, they, they can tend to go south when they get to maybe 21, 22, 23 um, you know so it'll be really really exciting I think if he stays at Rangers and has a good future here um, and yeah, the, the other kind of young guys coming on, I think it's good. And look, you were saying, you know, Beal, that was his thing as a youth development coach. Um, so I think, Andrew, you said, you know, these guys will be in, in good hands under Michael Beal. He'll be a good manager for them. And I hope that's right. You know, it's something that I think not just Rangers, but Celtic as well, over, you know, the near 40 years that I've been watching football, it's something that we've never really been able to do is get good young Scottish players coming into the first team on a regular basis. And we've gone and paid lots of money for foreign players who turned out to be flops. And, you know, we've, we've brought players in on big contracts despite having good young players sitting there. And a lot of it's just to do with the, the pressure that both teams have to win the league every season, you know. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really, really good to see some of these younger guys getting a break over the next few seasons and coming into the first team um, and we've got young Zach Lovelace as well who I'm really excited about anytime I've watched him in the B team you know he's, he's had a couple of off games and whatnot but he, he really looks a real talent Yeah I mean I think I think he's now an international duty isn't it he's uh, he won't feature the rest of the season for the B team or the first team because he's now away with England squad somewhere uh, but David coming back to you I mean we have finished that game with, you know, the, we had McCrory, we had King, we had Lowry, McCausland, Lyle, Ewart, you know, we, half the team that finished that game was our B team. So, I mean, is, would you 
encourage Michael Beale to continue to go down this route? You know, with our, we've got two league games left. They matter not a jot. Would you be uh, wanting to kind of try and close the gap, or or would you just say to hell with it? It's done. Let's give the guys some game time. Let's get minutes in the legs. Let's see what these boys are about. What would you be doing? I think as a Rangers supporter, I think and I think most Rangers supporters want to see us winning. Uh, I don't think supporters would accept putting in a, a, a lot of young guys and, and it's getting trampled over. I don't think it's good for the young guys and I don't think it's good for uh, the supporters. I don't think they would accept it. I think if you put in the la- young players and we lost the last two games 3-4-0, I think the Rangers supporters would, would uh, not be very happy about it. So I think the thing is to, to go and win the game first and then, so as as today, uh, Brian, I'm I'm really the, the the boy that I'm really excited about. And unfortunately, I think it was him that probably let a player go for the goal. It's Lyle. I think that Lyle he looks a crack player. At any time I've seen him, uh, I've only seen him a couple of times, but uh, in the Glasgow Cup final and uh, the youth final, I think I've seen him seen him a few times. And he really looks good. He really, him and the boy Rice, I think that's two that that should be coming up and getting game time. And I would put they two in, in, into the first team right away, to, to be honest with you. Give them give them full game. Maybe not together at the same time, but just bring one at a time into the squad and into the team. And I think, and give them not, not five minutes or three minutes, but give them actually a full half, or a, and let's see what they can do. McCausland's a wee bit of another one. I, I, I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure whether he'll be he'll make the grade at Rangers, but uh, I don't I don't know what age he is at the moment. But uh, I, I've watched him quite a few over the last few years. He's been quite prominent actually, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure whether he'll he'll hit the grade and make it. And Ewer was was really terrible in the Glasgow Cup. So he's another one that uh, I'm not really that sure that they're, 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 they're there to be ready for, for playing for Rangers. I, I really don't think we find out until these boys uh, actually get in the first team, uh, which, is, which is my own view. But uh, Andrew, uh, David mentioned there Rangers need to win. I'm not sure that we need to win against Hearts and, and St Mirren. I think we need to win the league next year. And any anything that we do, I would look at the next two games as as purely practice sessions, with a view to bet it, getting the best squad we can in the summer, finding out what our youth players are capable of, and using the game time that we have left to for that end, rather than worrying. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I may be in a minority, and certainly from what David says, I am in a minority. But I honestly don't care too much about the result in at Ibrox on on Wednesday, if it meant that we were get to get a couple of U, or, or B team players on the pitch and find out if they're they're up to the required standard for our first team next season. That would be worth taking, you know, 2-0 against Hearts. Or, I mean, it, we certainly wouldn't accept a scudding, I don't think, but uh, that, that would be, leave it to Michael Beale as to uh, find out the, the best way to do it, but I would be like to see our, our our young team featured prominently in the last two games, even if it meant sacrificing points, because the winning for me is next season, 
not not necessarily the last two league games, which there's a uh, dead rubber springs to mind. What, what how would you go about it? What what advice would you give Michael Beale? I think he's been quite good with it so far. I think the team we saw today was what I liked. I liked that. I think it was a nice mixture. It was a good blend where you appease kind of both sides of the. The argument there, the people who think we have a neat or strong enough team to win the game, and a couple of the younger faces in the team, I think, especially if, if Raskin's got an injury, then we could potentially see a Lowry in the midfield. Um, uh, we can see something like that happen, maybe. Um, if we're, we're, we're really done with Fashion Sakala, you might see more of Robbie Ewer. Um, I'm interested to see how they react in front of. Every every Ibrox crowd's a, a decent large number, so it interests how they do in front of the big home crowd on Wednesday. If uh, if Michael does go for a, a younger or some of the younger lads in again, uh, which I, I would suggest he goes with what he's done. Um, so that would be the key for me is to see how they react under the the Ibrox lights. I don't know if it were really Ibrox lights because the sunny nights are coming back in, but um, yeah, to see how they do in front of that home crowd um, pressure because. Uh, I know we have the Rangers support in there. We end and we we won. We ran away with it today, but you know that sometimes if there's a wee bit of uneasiness in the, the support, it's it'll be useful to for them to learn how to deal with that as well. If we're maybe a nil nil, where maybe hearts are pushing and we're maybe on the back foot, um, see how they handle that. Uh, I think that would be very beneficial for their their uh, development um, because sometimes. It's just know your day and, and the opposition are pushing hard. And let's like, forget Hearts and especially Samir in the last day. They, they will be pushing hard because they've got a lot to play for in terms of the money for, from European revenues and stuff like that. That that is a lot. That means a lot to them. So they'll be pushing, trying to get some extra points off of us. Um, so they will, they'll definitely be in a game. Um, and yeah, I think it just I think Michael just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, Bill, coming to yourself, I mean, Clearly, Hearts are coming to Ibrox on Wednesday with the third-place aspirations. So the game is meaningful for them. I, For me, I, I would have thought that would have been a great scenario because it's meaningless for us. This would be a, a, a fairly risk-free, you know, safe environment with which to uh, test our, our younger players and say, right, let's see what you're about. It means nothing to us. It's, 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 it's done. So... Let's uh, find out where they are, you know, with, against a team who who will compete, who will compete very hard, and 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 will get the measure of them. Should we be using this as an opportunity, or or do we just say, no, Rangers don't, we don't take home defeats, we just need to win? I would I would be looking to mix it up a bit. I'd probably mix it up a bit as well. I, I don't know that I'd necessarily, with, with the exception of Alex Lowry, I don't know that I'd start any of those other guys. You know, I think. I'd be prepared to start Lowry if I was the manager and give him a go on Wednesday night. Um, like you say, you know, this is going to be a meaningful game for Hearts and it will be a competitive experience for whatever players on the park because Hearts are out there to do something. And, you know, maybe if it gets to half time, you can then put some of the younger guys on for the second half or something like that. I think Andrew made a really good point there about how you know, when you think about Rangers crowds, because although we're saying the game's meaningless, there'll be 40, 45, whatever thousand people there, uh, you know, and even even in a game that has no real competitive meaning, you're still there wanting to see your team win. And if it gets to 65, 70 minutes and it's nil-nil, and you, you know what it's like, we've, we've all been there and somebody oh, yeah. makes a bad pass or gives the ball away and everybody's on their back, you know. I think that's that's useful learning 
for some of these younger guys because, you know, it's, it's different playing in the B team when they've been in the B team. They'll have had good games and bad games, but in the bad games, they've no had 40,000 people on their back because they're having a bad game, you know. So it would be a useful learning experience for them to, to see if they can deal with that and, and maybe do a bit of learning about how they can deal with that. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'm I'm no concerned about the result against Harps. I don't want to see us get scudded. But, you know, if, if we lose 1-0 or 2-1 or something, I'll not really be caring. I'd be quite happy seeing the younger guys even just get the second half or something like that or the last 30 minutes. Um, I, I think it would be good to give Alex Lowry a start in that game because he's had a lot more exposure to the first team than any of the other B-team guys, I would think. Um, but... Yeah, mix it up. You know, there's only a couple of games left. We have to look. You you said something really pertinent, which is you want to see Rangers win the league next season, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, let's look at who's going to make the grade, who's going to cut it for next season, who's going to still be here. And that's also an argument not to play the guys who won't be here next season. You know, I think we just, the likes of Morelos or whatever, we have to just be done with them now, I don't think those guys get any more game time, I think we have to concentrate on who's going to be here next season and how can we win this league back. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the moment we lost the Cup semi-final, the rebuild was is 100% our focus. That was that was mm. it. That was, yeah. you know, this one's done. We move on. We just, uh, we need to build on next season. And, and, and the time that we have left is just completely deployed for, to that end to make sure that we have got the best squad we possibly can be. We can have in terms of you know transfers, youth, whatever that may be, because the Champions League qualifiers and the start to our league campaign absolutely crucial. We need to yeah, be it's in the no best far away as well. You know that's the yeah. thing. It's 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 really no and, far away. The yeah. the Champions League and qualifiers. And now we, and now we find that. out one of goals may not even feature in it. Yeah. Is uh, is another blow. So there's an, an added wee complication. David, coming back to yourself, uh, Robbie McCrory who has, you know, in his fifth range of start and almost completed the, the five clean sheets, but not quite. Uh, I would have thought that Robbie's performance today, shoot me down if you wish, but kind of adds to the weight of the argument where we need to jack, get Jack Butland in. Not that Robbie's not a good keeper, but we need competition so that we uh, we put pressure on whoever the goalkeeper is that someone's on the on the sideline who's every bit as good as you, and if you don't perform, he will take your place. So uh, that went up a couple of notches for me with Robbie today. A couple of cross balls, not so confident, you know, punching it. I just like the keep, keeper to catch the ball, but I, I don't know that much about goalkeeping. It's probably nothing, but what was your take on Robbie McCrory? And does it can I emphasise the need to get another goalkeeper in? Well, first of all, I don't I don't know what Jack Butland is, is like, to be honest with you. So, I, can't, I mean, he hasn't played for two years, so I don't think anybody can say how good he is at the moment. But I, we, we're going that he used to be good, so he'll still be good. Whether that's true or not, I don't know whether we can think like that. But um, I've got two things with, with, with McCrory, and today we, we flapped at the ball a wee bit. The thing was, he did come for it. And... If he was like uh, McGregor and he didn't come, then it's possible that a, a, a Hibs player could have just headed it into the net. But he did come for it. And him hitting the ball with his hands, whether it was a flap or not, did get the ball away, helped get the ball away. 
So I can see that from two. I was, I was, I'm, I'm not that big, but I played in goals for a, a, a long time as well, and I always came for corner balls and just tried to get my fingertips to it to get it to the back post, get it away at the back post, and because it just puts other players off getting the ball. And if your own team know that you you do that, then then that's a, they can cover for it. So that that's a two ways of thing. As I say, McGregor would never have came for the balls anyway. So you know, there's a, if there's a Hibs player they're mingling then he's, he's got a good chance of getting it so that, I've got two sort of things do I think Robbie McCrory's the best keeper for the first team I don't think so I, th- I think we need better I know he's had three clean sheets uh, and, and plus last year against Celtic he was uh, he, he was he was quite good as well but um, I, I really hope we get a really uh, keeper that, that's that's well Known without experienced and uh, and and can make great saves and I'm not sure that I, th- I think we're diving in the dark a wee bit with Robbie McCrory just at the moment. I think if he doesn't get the chance, we'll never know, and that's possible the way to look at it as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, Andrew, your own take, uh, Robbie McCrory. I thought, I mean, if I'm giving you the impression that Robbie McCrory had a bad game today, then I then then I I am not trying to do that. Uh, I thought it was very good. You know, you can see the speed with which he moves across the ground. Got us, got us out of trouble on a couple of occasions when he's out playing doing sweeper keeper, which uh, Alan McGregor's just incapable of. But he came for a couple, just wasn't that convincing. Maybe I was just I'm being ultra harsh on him, but I think it just put the thought in my head that we need a solid uh, number two or number and solid number one with 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 Robbie as the number two, but having them compete for the number one, which is uh, which is where I was driving at. Andrew, I mean, Jack Butland, have you saw much of him? Certainly the Rangers coaching staff will have seen enough of Jack Butland to uh, to enter into negotiations with him, so I'll trust him on this one. But do, do we need, does it going to emphasise the need for Jack Butland with, with Robbie's not, maybe seven out of ten performance today? Um, I, I'm, I'll continue to back Robbie. I like Robbie. I think uh, I think one of the commentators says he said um, they were talking about the, the young the young players in the team and saying that Robin McCoy's not really a young player anymore. I think definitely by his position, um, he's still definitely young young uh, for his position compared to our keepers. Um, our both of our keepers that we've got are both thirty two plus, and uh, Alan McGregor's forty plus. Um. John McLaughlin's not uh, the young young goal either. He's 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 an upper as well. Um, so compared to by position, I think you know, Buffon's still playing. He's in a wheelchair almost uh, in in Serie B. Um, so it's definitely he's he's I'd say he's still definitely by position. I'd say he was still a teenager. You know, he's still got that kind of the youth uh, youth vibe about him. If you want to put it that way, um, I think we do definitely need to go and get a second keeper because it's always good to have two starting. Um, players in the, your key position, uh, Butland. Um, I don't think anyone can say they've seen a lot of them lately, unless they've been sitting in Man United's training sessions, because that's about all he's done. Um, he might be good at warming up the bench if he makes the bench. Um, going off of what he used to be, yeah, I think it'd be a brilliant signing. I said that at the time because you're going when we all seen the name Jack Butland, you think back to the England call up performances that he, he had. Um, Few years ago, watching a match of the day, um, yeah, you're back. You'd be buying the idea of getting that Butland back. Um, 
I do think you definitely need to get another keeper in, and it looks like that will be Butland. So you've got a, you've got a guy who has he has been there. He's been at that the mountaintop in terms of um, England call up. He's he'll be fighting to get back to it if the stories are true that he is taking a pay cut for first team football. Then that's good. That's what we want. We want guys who are wanting that spot. They want to be in the team. They want to win things, and that's what you need at Rangers. And you've got Robbie, who is a Rangers man. He knows that you need to have that. Um, I think today, um, Robbie didn't have the best account of himself. I mean, obviously, he's the one player in the park. Obviously, the goalkeeper is the one that gets the most scrutiny because if he makes a mistake, you concede, whereas the other 10 can maybe get away with it. Um, some of the corners, yeah, he didn't get all of it. Um, I think I also, I also put on today that uh, to my, my cousin, I said to him, he's playing with two new kind of centre-backs as well. You're getting That's his first time with Leon in, in, in the league. Um, and John as the right-sided centre-half. Um, I think it, it, it was definitely, he came out for them. He always he always tried to challenge. Um, a couple that looked like he'd kind of collided with um, Suter, um, trying to get in between him and the, the Hibs player, and he collided with Suter instead. Uh, but again, as, as David was, uh, David T was saying, if it's Alan McGregor, he doesn't get out to Suter. He's glued to that goal line. Mm. And it's a case of it's Suter's job to get rid of the ball and it's not his, so... I think he definitely needs more time because, again, as we said, this is only what he would have been his fifth appearance. Um, he definitely is well, well in the early days of his Rangers career. But yep, I'm happy to see another goalie come in, and if it's Butland, then we'll just need to wait and see. Yeah, <clears throat> well, just to round us up on that, I mean, what's your take on on the goalkeeper position? Are you, uh, is Jack? I mean, do you know anything about Jack Butland? Anything you could sh- share with us that? No, because we do um, know that he's going to win one international and, you know, clearly signing for Manchester United, he's, he's clearly has some ability. And I think it's significant, as Andrew said, that he is, will be prepared to take a pay cut to come and play football rather than sit in the stand, which kind of t- gives us a wee insight into his motivation for playing for Rangers that he's actually going to play. So that, that for me is encouraging, if, if anything, if nothing else. Um, most of what I know about Jack Butland I've learned in the last two minutes for Andrew I don't watch the English football, it's garbage I only watch the Scottish game and uh, some of the foreign leagues um, so Butland coming up uh, I, I don't know I'll wait and see I guess I think the competition's important uh, I like Robbie McCrory I think his performance, especially his performance uh, against that lot at Ibrox I think was absolutely stellar, he was you know, he had a magnificent game against them. And if he can produce that type of display more often than not, then he's my number one, I would say. Um, I think at this point in time, the jerseys has to lose, and he really deserves that chance. And I know, what I mean, what Andrew's saying is right, that for a goalkeeper, he's still a very young man. But, you know, if you think about it, he has been at Rangers since he was a boy. He's been yeah. waiting for his chance all this time. And if I'm Robbie McCrory and thinking, OK, I've just... I've played a few games now, um, not really put a foot wrong. I know I know that it kind of didn't make full contact with the ball a couple of times today and whatnot, but it, it was hardly horrendous, you know. It was no, still a good game. Not, no. So, you know, if I'm Robin McCrory and I'm thinking, what have I got to do to get my chance? If I come in, I, I keep four clean sheets in the four games that I've played, and today he probably should have had the clean sheet as well. You know, he's barely put a, put a foot wrong. So I, I think it would be very, very harsh to bring up a boy if he down south. 
I'm saying boy. I've no. I don't even know what age this guy Butland is. Stop it. Um, <laughs> okay, so to bring him up and just slot him directly in at number one. Competition's fine, but I think the jersey, from my point of view, the jersey is McCrory's to lose, not Butland's to come in and take. No, I think you're right, Bill. I think you're right. It would be uh, it would be harsh indeed. I think he, uh, McCrory will get the next couple of games, uh, and you know, as as we said earlier, I would we wanting Rangers to to ring the changes, and, and I, I don't want this to become you know a, a, just a an opportunity to give the players who who will not be Ibrox because for some of the team uh, who played today and and some other members of the squad. Wednesday night will represent their last their last game at Ibrox, so I'm hoping that you know sentimentality doesn't take over here and and Beale feels obliged to give them you know their last wee hurrah. I would uh, I would rather he concentrate on on getting the, the the younger players on the pitch with with a view to it being a learning experience for them, with a view to the development of the squad. So I'm hoping that he can have uh, <clears throat> concentrates on that rather than getting you know, worrying about... I mean, there, there are other items which I've got down here which I don't think we're now... We've just rolled past the hour. But in terms of, you know, the transfer ins and outs, there's a whole lot of work being done in the background. So I'll just come round and, and take your... your views on, on, you know, where we are in terms of the transfers. You know, the Cholak out, you know, the, the Honduran guy in. There's been names being bandied about here left, right and centre, but... To be honest, I personally don't pay too much attention to it because until the, the, the thing is real for me, and you know that's when I can get excited about transfers, when I know they are now a Rangers player, and I, I trust the, the the team at Rangers that this guy is at least ticks some of the boxes, you know, because it's never going to be risk free with the with the kind of funds that are, that are available at our, our our club. So, uh, Bill, is there any any name that you think is I mean, I think our forward line is light. I saw that today. I saw it last week. Uh, I mean, we've still won both games comfortably, you would have to say. But I think we should be far more ruthless up front. And I, I would be looking to the, the boy who's uh, the Honduras boy, who's the winger. I mean, he's is this. I just read some of the stats about him and certainly impressive. But we have to improve the quality of our forward line. And I'm hoping that we will see big changes in that in terms of, you know, a couple of decent wingers. But so just try and condense all of that. Where do you think we should be prioritizing in terms of our squad development? In terms of in terms of transfers in, what area of our team do we need to strengthen most? Striker, just absolutely. We need to put the ball in the net and we're not doing it. But we are doing it, I suppose, but we're not clinical enough for the number of chances that we create, the number of times we get the ball in the feet in the box. It's not getting stuck away nearly often enough. Um, interesting what you're saying about Cholak possibly on his way out. I'd, I'd seen one or two things, but like you, I don't tend to read too much these uh, transfer speculation type articles. And You know, a, a player coming into Rangers, I don't really get too interested in it until the boy's actually holding the scarf above his head, you know, I just, I wait for that moment before I get too invested in any possible yeah. incomers. No, um, but I personally, you know, in, in terms of the, the striker front, I'm a big Antonio Cholak fan. I think I'd like to see him stay and does build a team around him because he's got the goods. He can, he's very, very clinical. But even if he does stay, I think we still need another striker. I think, you know, that's the area we need to prioritise. 
a winger to some extent. You know, we we do have um, some really creative players on the team, and you know, we'll we'll hopefully get a lot of mileage out of them next season. But I think striker and sort of uh, to some extent a winger as well. I think we're you know things stay as they are in terms of the midfield right now. I think we're more or less sorted in midfield, uh, barring horrendous injuries. Um, and you know, I, I think in defence we're no too bad. Yeah, we need we need to stop. David. Coming back to you, there's uh, where should we be prioritising our, our attention? And well, where we should be prioritising our money and our attention because, as Bill said, and, and, and as I said earlier, I think we need to focus on our forward line in terms of getting something a bit more Rangers like. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a really interesting week, first of all, because uh, Bill said today that uh, Wednesday there's going to be a lot of players know they're leaving and it's their last chance to, to, to see the Rangers supporters, to get in front of the Rangers supporters. So I think at some point you'll probably see all the ones that are leaving uh, on the park. Uh, that's, it's going to make it quite interesting to see who is actually leaving and who is well we know Kent and, uh, and Morelos will be leaving uh, I, I, we definitely need people to, to fill in for that because for simple reason we haven't got anybody that I know that can play their positions the way they do uh, and I, definitely a striker That's uh, if not two, if Cholak goes in probably need two so that's the ones. I, I, I really like the, the, I like the, the boy that plays in uh, from the Honduran boy. I, I liked him. His name's away from me again. But, um, and there's a, 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 another man, a Dutch guy was named and his name was Perlo or something like that. I think it was you call him. Uh, plays in the championship, I believe. Joel Perlo. Was it Swansea? Thanks, all right. Yeah. He he looked really good on on his YouTube films, and I'm judging on YouTube films. But I always say, even Sable looked good in a YouTube film. So that's uh, that's my answer to that. Okay, Andrew, where should we? Uh, do you have anyone who you're hanging your hat on who will be Ibrox? You know, other than Jack Butland, but are there any of the names that have been mentioned so far of you know exciting you any or? Should we just uh, put it all to bed and let Michael Beale get on with it? It's an interesting one. I think we can, we'll have a, a more clearer picture of the positions we're going to need to look at or that we'll, we'll, we'll see that Michael is looking at when we, we have the list of players who are exiting the club. I think what well, we'd be guessing for your centre-back is you're going to lose Holander. So there's, an, there's a centre-back gone. You're probably going to... You know, we know Kent and Morales will be going. Um, Stephen Davis will probably be going. Um the Arfield situation is still up in the air. Um, Antonio Cholak's been rumoured out the door. Um, we, until we see some more concrete proof of who's who's going to be here and who's not going to be here, then we can start to really paint the picture of what the, the team are, or the, who we'll be bringing into the team in that summer window. Um, I'm, I'm, I was slightly concerned by the amount of time that we're going to be without Connor Goldson. Um don't get me wrong, I think John Suter is a great centre-back, but we know what Connor brings. I, I, I said in the in the time where we were going to lose him and, and the free contract until we extended it, that we would have had to be paying quite a lot of money to get what Connor Goldson brings. Um, 
So to for him to miss the pre all of pre season and I'm guessing what the majority of qualifiers um to get into the Champions League, um and then to have him coming back without a pre season and league games um that'll be rough for him, um and you also got the jury split on um Ben Davies and, and where his position lies so you could be without him as well so you'd, I think you probably would have to strengthen the centre back area, um I think it is clear that Rangers fans want a striker um. I've not. I, I've seen some of the comments. I'm say I've not seen many strikers being linked with Rangers um, recently. Uh, I do try and keep an eye on some of the links and obviously taking it with the, a pinch of salt that we're not going to sign Messi even though he's out of contract at the end of the season. Um, but uh, I think we would need to bring in a striker or, or two if you're going to get rid of. Well, we know Morelos is going. Is Ruth's future going to be at Rangers? Um, if, if his fitness record is anything to go by, probably not. Um, Cholak's been rumoured out the door, so you're going to have to see some striking reinforcement brought in. There's no, <laughs> you're not going to get the 25 goal a season striker for cheap. So I think that's where the majority of our money will be looking at. And we know that under Michael Beale teams, or well, Gerard was the manager, we just did spend quite nicely on Roof at the time and uh, our uh, Swiss League uh, player of the season, I think, or team, the team of the year, um, Cedric Eaton, uh, who we all admire said the Ted again that's going to keep me up at night that we've lost that player um, but yeah I think striker is going to be the the big one and I'm hoping that we if all the stars combine we'll have a, a superstar striker who we can sell on in the future and make a lot of money from Smashing Andrew right listen guys I'm just going to we're just going to run rounds and uh, I know this matters not a jot Certainly not to me anyway, but uh, your prediction for Wednesday, because I don't care what the score is on Wednesday. I want Michael Beale to use that time to find out what he needs to know about the, the squad that he has in place before we go dipping into uh, transfers and, and handing out folding notes for players. So I want him to be sure that he uh, he knows all he needs to know about this, the current squad. And that includes, that's the young team in particular I'm thinking about. So, Bill, just, uh, we're at Ibrox Wednesday night. We're playing Hearts. And, you know, their, their record at Ibrox is utterly woeful. Long may it continue. So, I'll start us off with, I'll go for a, I'll go for a, a 3-1 Rangers on Wednesday night. What do you think? Hearts have got something to play for. They'll push up, leaving space at the back. I'm going to go for a goal fest. 5-3 to Rangers. Oh, excellent. Hope you're right. David, what's your uh, prediction for Wednesday? Um, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. We seem to be in that groove of 3-0 wins, so I'm going to go for that one. And just uh, congratulate myself for going through a full programme without being on mute. So... <laughs> I, I'm winning anyway. <laughs> Get the lottery numbers on. Get the lottery numbers. It's rarer <laughs> things have happened. All that coaching pays off. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think Wednesday? The heart's getting I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to say the same score as we've seen today. I think um, Hearts under uh, our old pal Stevie Walkaway. Um, I definitely, with everything they've got to play for, will be up for it. Um, but we put mm -hmm. Hibs to the sword today, um, so I can see us doing the same with the home crowd and, and good songbook, um, uh, loud voices in the good songbook out as usual. 
Yeah, absolutely. First, thank you guys, and uh, thank you everyone for uh, who's submitted the comments. Do subscribe, say nice things about us because we're lovely people. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on Thursday, half past eight for the, the post-match. We'll just see how Michael Beale has uh, set the team out on Wednesday, see what we learn from it. So thank you. And don't forget, we are the people. <laughs>